Hey everybody, my name is Axel Villamil. We're back here on 24 Shades of Blue Season 2 with Mark Madramutu, Detective TPS Coordinator for the Crime Stoppers Program, and Sean Sporton, Chair of the Toronto Crime Stoppers Board. Gentlemen, how you doing? Awesome, thank you. Very good. Good, I'm glad to speak to you. Unfortunately, it's virtual. We're back in it again, but you know, better safe than sorry. Uh, I hope you all were safe during the holidays. Were you both safe? Were you all good? Oh yeah, holidays are great. Nice. Well, I was in bed with COVID and I had Christmas through FaceTime, but that's okay because I'm here now and healthy talking to these two amazing men that are working with this amazing, amazing platform, Crime Stoppers. So I would love if you two could tell me uh, about Crime Stoppers, the platform and any partnerships uh, that you two um, work with. Yeah, for sure. Maybe I'll kick that off, Mark. So Toronto Crime Stoppers was established back in 1984. Uh, and, and ever since we've, we've kind of grown the program to what it is today. Um, you know, introducing many years ago, the social media platform, online reporting, so on and so forth. And then just the evolution of, of, you know, technology has helped us get into, um, you know, the space of, uh, different platforms and, and reaching out to different communities. But first and foremost, I guess what I should say is that, uh, Crime Stoppers is a charitable organization run by, a group of volunteers uh, like myself. Um, we are not the police. Um, however, we do have, you know, that that real integral uh, partnership with the Toronto Police Service. Um, and then Mark as our detective, our police coordinator. And then we also have a uh, community engagement uh, officer who are on, we'll call secondment to uh, uh, to the board as well as, a, as an office administrator. So this is, you know, 100% a community driven um, program. Uh, we get no financial uh, support from from any agencies. It's all uh, you know fundraised, if you will, through um, a couple of major events through our, our chief of police gala, as well as our our crime stopper uh, golf tournament, and then a bunch of different little things here and there where we try to raise some funds. So, I guess that in a nutshell is is pretty much what Crime Stoppers is. And maybe I'll turn it over to Mark. You can talk a little bit about the. Uh, you know, what you do when it comes to the tips when they come in and how you get embedded and whatnot? Um, you know, Crime Stoppers, uh, this platform, um, it's a, an anonymous reporting um, tool for members of the community. And really the program is about uh, members of the community as much as uh, we're partnered here um, with, with our amazing board. Um, again, civilian volunteers that take the time um, and it's something that you asked Axel earlier. Um, you talked about sponsorships and, and um, you know, how this program really works. I, again, it stems from here's our board um, investing the time and members of the community, even um, some of our, our, our local business partners um, and community stakeholders that really invest um, on the back end um, to really um, provide an opportunity for uh, you know, members of the community to, to provide information in terms of solving crime. I think collectively, um, it shows, um, you know, Crime Stoppers, uh, where the board is, uh, TPS, um, the stakeholders involved. Um, collectively, um, we want a better and safer Toronto. Um, and this, you know, platform that's pro pro provided to, to members of the community, it gives those in the community a voice outside of the non-emergency and the emergency numbers. We all know 
you know, if things are exigent and you need assistance right away, one can pick up the phone and call 911. Um, outside of that, we know that we can call the non-emergency number to report um, things that are not exigent. But really, Crime Stoppers, um, you know, it provides the, the a conduit uh, for individuals to have a voice. Let's face it, in some aspects, um, some members of the community don't feel comfortable um, with reaching out or having their information or, or uh, recorded um, on a call. This really provides an anonymous way for members to feel um, important um, in terms of, you know, the community that you, where you live in, that belongs to, to you. And, and here we are providing um, a platform for you to give you that voice to say, you know what, we, we are hearing you. We know that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a resource for you to come and provide um, information to us. Once that, you know, information comes to us, it's vetted, it's sanitized. Um, we ensure that your safety uh, is not at risk. Um, certainly. And once we get that information, you know, I work with a, a great team. It's three of us that represent Toronto here, um, myself, Daniela and, and Sean. Um, and, and that information is passed on to our investigators uh, to take a look at. Um, if we feel that there are safety risks um, involved um, where you can be known, certainly um, that information does not move from our table. But we will provide re other resources um, to make sure that, you know, that information is shared and, and you know, some justice is, 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 is brought to light. Absolutely. I, I think it's so amazing that, you know, the more I, I, I do these shows and listen to, you know, from officers and detectives to, to any other organizations that work with TPS. I always notice this theme of community is such a big, big thing. And it's always this, you know, um, I guess, secret weapon that not a lot of people understand that, you know, the officers need this stuff. They need to work with the community because, you know, obviously everybody can only do so much. But when you have the help of, of many, um, to find or, or, or fix a problem, uh, it goes such a long way. So I think, you know, as, as we, we all talk further about crime stoppers, it's just very interesting to see that you're this nice conduit middle ground, um, that also feels safe. And I mean, I mean, you know, on the topic of feeling safe, I feel like you both do a lot of great work with making crime stoppers also look and feel safe. So, I, you know, I kind of want to talk about this rebrand. I mean, I've seen it, you know, all over Toronto. You know, how did this, you know, affect everything and back to your efforts, back into the community, all these initiatives, like how did that really help, um, you know, what you do? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, first, I just want to address what, what you said there, Axel, of, you know, community is is the foundation, it seems like, you know, from, from everybody you spoke to. And when you look back historically, when you look at Sir Robert Peel, right, the community are the police and the police are the community. And that's exactly, you know, the evolution from policing to where it is today. Um, no matter what approach you take, you know, the police are not going to be able to do their job, <clears throat> excuse me, without the community and the community aren't going to be able to have a safe environment without working with the police. And I think with Crime Stoppers, especially here in Toronto, this is where, you know, and I'll pat ourselves on the back for this, is where we do an excellent job. And, um, you know, sometimes it's 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 good to be a little bit selfish and and, and kind of preach, you know, the successes that that we had, but not only from from the volunteer board of directors, but also to the, to the you know, entire Toronto Police Service um, for working with us 
and thanks to you know someone like like Mark in his position and uh, Sean O'Neill and Danny in the office that that do that. But when we look at the rebrand, right? So back in 2019, you know it it was more of an idea. It started off with how do we change our logo, right? How do we make our logo less corporate? You know, where if we were to put it on swag and give the swag out to the community, people would be like, hey, you know, that's kind of cool. I'll wear that hoodie. How do we make it look cool? Exactly. Exactly, right? (laughs) So we approached uh, the community agency, which is is an ad ad agency, and kind of sat down and gave them ideas. And, you know, here's what we want to do. And that conversation just morphed, right? And, And this is where... I guess engaging a, a professional company that understands marketing um, will see it from a different lens. And they came back to us and said, okay, so what about this? And then what about that? And then when we started diving into this, the statistics that we had and looking at how many, what's the percentage of rewards that were actually picked up that we approved? And not only did we look at it from a, <clears throat> you know one or two years prior, we went 10 years back. And when we looked at the percentage of rewards that were actually picked up, it was only 17% of the rewards that we approved were collected. So what does that tell us, right? Um, you know, what were the reasons behind that? We will never know because we're an anonymous program. We can't go back and ask our, our, our tipsters, hey, how come we didn't collect your money? Your money's sitting here. But when we started looking at it and going, okay, well, if we can do something that will sh- make the shift in the community where they see us more as actually doing something um, instead of saying we are because actions speak louder than words, um, would they be more inclined to call? Would they be more inclined to um, stay anonymous and help their community become safer? And that's where we, you know, we looked at everything from from A to Z. We had all the stakeholders involved. We had TPS at the table. We had our, our board at the table. We had our legal team at the table. And we actually went out and did a community survey and said, hey, if Crime Stoppers were to do this, well, what do you think? And that's where all of these sayings come from of, of doing what's right, it's its own reward, you know, see it, say it, stop it. Um, and then building our logo, right? So our logo is is um, technically a shield and the shield protects your identity, right? Um, so there's a whole mindset about how did we build the logo and all that sort of stuff. And I think when we launched it, it was... It was a shock to the greater Crime Stopper community because we were saying, we're not going to pay individual tipsters anymore, right? We're going to take the money that we raise and we are going to put an application process in place. Um, we're going to call it the Community Reward Program. And then the board is going to evaluate these applications. And if it fits our mandate, we're going to actively go into a community and make a difference, right? And it started with an after-school program um, in Glendower. Um, that was the first uh, initiative that we did. And when we went and spoke to um, Mrs. Seely, who was the organizer of this after-school homework group, you name it, she did it. Um, and we said, "Hey, Miss Seely, you know, if we could help you, you know, what could we help you with? What is it you need?" And we were thinking, you know, you know, TVs or whatever to help these kids stay occupied. And she said, Sean, if I could ask for one thing, it would be a shoe rack and a coat rack to organize these kids when they come in because they're throwing their coats and their shoes and everything. And you know what? Actually, I got to tell you, like, I was like, it took me back because I grew up in that neighborhood when I was a kid, right? 
And, you know, so we went above and beyond, beyond and we, we got her what she needed. We got chairs, we got tables, we got you name it. And to see these kids come in and, and feel like they were elevated to a different class than what they thought they were in their mind, right? That going through that process, that first process to me, um, I, I was I was like, this program is going to work. Um, and sure enough, you know, since then we've done a couple and we can get into what we've done last year, but year after year, right? So in 2020 and then in 2021, when some people in, in the crime stop world were like, oh, crime, Toronto's never going to get a tip again. They're not paying rewards. We had a record setting year last year, record setting in, in our whole history. Um, I believe it's because of the change. Absolutely. And we're going through a pandemic. Absolutely. We haven't been able to in two years. So remember, we, we launched this campaign, this campaign, this rebrand in 2020, in January 2020. Lockdown happened really mid-February and then fully in March. We have not been able to be into the community as we normally do and engage the grassroots community engagement piece for two years. And we're still seeing these numbers. And you know what? And if I could just put my quick opinion on this, I just see it as it's a different type of respect. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can, you can, the, I think the idea of the police, there's a lot of different subjective thoughts about that. But when you're actually giving back with dollars that are provided to, you know, rebuild and, you know, further a community, you, you, your organization gets such a different type of respect that not many can receive. And, and there's only one way to do it. And it's the way that you're all doing it, which is by giving back. So I think that's, that's why it's just a, it's a very different um, type of respect. And uh, I think clearly it's appreciated and it's working. 100%. And, and, and that's, that's, that's just not us, right? In Toronto Crime Stoppers, per se. Anytime we do an event, um, we involve our TPS partners you know, when we talk about what we did in Glendower, we engaged the community housing special constables, right? Um, we included our media partners. And when we look at, you know, the partnership, if you will, of what Crime Stoppers is, it's the community, the media, and the police. And every time we do something, um, even this, this podcast, Axel, is, is, is part of the media, right? Um, and you... And you've come to the table with TPS to create, you know, this podcast. And, you know, fortunately, you know, we're, we're, we're on the podcast now. But every time we do something, we always make sure that those three elements are present because it's important, right? If, if Crime Stoppers in a way can, can bridge a gap or break a barrier, um, and we have our partners at the table, and, and, you know, for the most part, that is our strategic partner of the police, and we can we can break those barriers. Then it's a win for everybody. And you know, Mark, you know, I, I know you're you know you, the first uh, community uh, reward program you did was with uh, the Alton Towers, um, you know, the Bolo program. What what was your thoughts when you first came out there? Because I know you were kind of like, all right, we're going out there, we're putting up a tent and handing out some some pizza to these kids. But like, what is this all about? Well, you know, uh, and we're talking, speaking on on, on the rebrand and. For me, that um, first uh, you know initiative that we did really highlighted um, some of the things that we're talking about here. And right off the bat, inclusivity. Um, we talk about collaboration, and we understand with the re 
rebrand, you know, in, in, in some instances prior to that, you know, uh, tip rewards focused on the individual, but here's an opportunity, um, to make it work for everyone within that community. And it's not to say that we don't have programs or other services have programs that are aligned to individual rewards. There's other spectrums that individuals, if you're adamant about, you know, receiving funding individually, there's other streamlines that you can go to. What I saw at first hand, um, you know, with our with our uh, first community initiative there in Alden Towers, I looked at the community coming together. Um, the togetherness, the, it showed that the community felt value. Um, again, we listened to them um, just to look at the uh, kids based on a situation that, that occurred that was so negative. Um, it really brought hope to individuals within that community to look at um, the individuals, you know, uh, fellowshipping uh, on, on that day, um, utilizing uh, the restructured playground. Uh, it was just amazing to see, knowing that, you know, here we are um, um, giving them an opportunity to enjoy, again, they're the ones that live, reside in that community, to, to, to utilize the structures there, to, to, to speak to each other, for us to even pass on crime prevention information to them, to create that bridge, to create that, um, you know, conversation to say, you know what, we're here for you. Um, you know what, it's a safe space. Um, here's an opportunity for you to voice your concerns. Um, at some, in some instances, we may not have the answers right away, but we'll certainly take the efforts and, and you know, to provide that. Uh, so collectively, you know, with TPS, with our stakeholders, again, our sponsorship, again, we really looked at the word collaboration and teamwork. And, and it was a great day for me. I really felt fulfilled um, by giving back to, to the community. That warms my heart so much. And it's just that it's a different type of communication, you know, really at the end of the day, if you can give and show action, that's the communication communities are looking for. And, and that's what you did. You know, as the funding's going there, um, we do have to ask, where does Toronto Crime Stoppers get their, their funding from? You know, where does that come from? Great question. You know, it, it's, it's all fundraised. So when we look at the community reward programs now, right, we haven't been able to have our, our chief of police gala in, in uh, two years. Um, we're aiming for, for May the 4th in 2022 to kind of get that back. And there's a bunch of different things that we want to do. And you guys will be invited, right? You guys will be invited for sure. But, um, you know, it's giving back to the, the pandemic committee as well, right? The, the folks that have got us through to where we are now. And, you know, when we spoke to Chief Raymer and said, hey, you know, Chief, here's a couple of ideas. What do you think? Because it's his his, you know, shindig, if, if you will, as well. And, and he was all about it. He's like, absolutely, you know, let's give recognition to, to those folks and, um, and, and just to kind of have more. And I think Mark said it is more of a celebration of where we're at and, you know, the achievements we've had over the last two years, just coming out of a pandemic. But, um, you know, we also have our golf tournament, which has been postponed over the last couple of years as well. But when we look at the community reward um, initiatives that we've done in 2021, when we talk about the the Alton Towers uh, project, and that stemmed from you know a shooting back in 2018 where two little girls were 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 you know sad uh, sadly victims of a of a shooting you know byproduct of just being you know somewhere where um, they were playing and you know something happened and they were shot um, and then partnering with the Bolo program to create awareness on you know an outstanding individual that um, was part of that that uh, incident and, and you know subsequently. You know, 
the heat was put on him and, and you know, the, the, the police were able to apprehend him. We want to go back into the community and say, how can we take that negative um, of what happened and, and, and replace it with a positive and hopefully, you know, from, from a mental wellness perspective, we can help the community get past it. And the BOLO program stepped up and said, we got it covered, right? So they paid for that. Um, when we talk about the, the other initiatives, um, it's some of the, some of the funding we have kind of in reserves to do community reward projects, but some of our sponsors are stepping forward and saying, Hey, I'll cover the cost. And when we think of, um, the Captain Canuck comic book that we did the second edition specifically in the city of Toronto and, you know, how do we creatively get a message out? to the youth, to the students to say, hey, listen, if you know somebody with a gun, if you know some gun activity, you know, call Crime Stoppers. And, you know, we we, we worked with the, uh, the team over at Comic House and Captain Canuck to create a storyline about just that, right? It was about youth, guns and reporting and ultimately being a superhero. Um, and our friends over at Paragon Security stepped up and the Bullet Program stepped up and said, hey, we got that covered. We'll pay for it. And let's get it out. So we got it on digital. You can find the digital copy at 222tips.com. And then we also have print copies that when we actually do get back into the community, we can hand out. Um, and then when we look at, you know, what we did in, in 31 Division over the summer, right, with with um, the the team over at 31 Division coming over to Mark and, and, and the team here at Crime Stoppers. And, you know, they had, I think it was about 200 car thefts just in the summer. 200 car thefts, right? And... And largely it was in and around um, stealing key fob signal between if you have a push start type vehicle, there's a, your key fob and your car communicate to each other often, right? And, and these bad guys, you know, however they thought of it, I mean, they, they created this, this mobile antenna. They just stand at your door and they steal that, that, that signal and then they steal your car. So um, we, we approached our friends over at Kix Global, which is keep your community safe. Um, as well as Garter World, and we said, "Hey, you know, we need to get these pouches." Um, we purchased the pouches, and 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 basically, it's a Faraday pouch that looks something like this, and you just basically put your keys inside of it, and it prevents the signal from from leaving. Um, and that was, you know, that was funded in in large part uh, by us. Um, but Garter World stepped up and said, "Hey, you know what? We want this to go right across the city, but also right across Ontario." And they funded 700 more of these pouches so that we can go out and we can expand the program to make sure that the community, again, are safe. And it's, it's something that we're handing out. We're not, we're not selling them to the people that we go out and engage. That's just an idea, Axel, of, of even though we can't fundraise, some of our supporters are stepping up and saying, hey, we like what you're doing and we want to be part of that community reward program because they see the value in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, hey, if I could fund you more, I'd absolutely do it. I'd be right there. Just because I think at the end of the day, it just sounds like, you know, when you see good being done in, in however way you can do it, I, I think more people join in that way. And it's, again, it just it's catches, you know, not to be punny, but contagiously uh, during the pandemic is what you, you've all made happen. Um, I'd like to put myself through a situation, if that's okay, between you two. I saw something, saw a crime. All right. Uh, I am very afraid, because who wouldn't be? Um, I'm, I'm in slight shock, but I do know about Crime Stoppers. Okay? I don't want to talk to the police directly. 
I want to talk to Crime Stoppers. What's that process look like for community community member? And you know the the you know I'm also in the situation where I really want to be anonymous and I'm I'm scared for my life. What do we do here? What's that process look like? Again, Crime Stoppers it, it, it's a it's a platform. So there's different ways of you to contact Crime Stoppers. Um, you can report um, or provide a, a information by phone or by web. Uh, 416-222-TIPS or 8477 if you call in. Um, and that will put you in contact with a call taker. Um, call takers are, are trained um, uh, to specifically answer and they will ask you a myriad of questions, obviously to get the correct details so that that information can be passed on. Um, uh, likewise, if you prefer and you don't want to speak to a uh, call taker, you can go by the web, www.222tips.com, and that will bring you to um, a web link that where you can um, report, report the information. And on that web link, it'll go through a series of questions. Um, at no point, at no point as an individual want to provide information um, to Crime Stoppers, um, there's a couple of criterias um, to provide that information. Obviously, you cannot be a victim. Um, if you're a victim, um, certainly uh, we suggest that you uh, call in. Um, to, obviously, if it's exigent, you call 911 or you report that information to your local police authority. Um, you cannot be a suspect uh, to the crime. Um, you cannot be a material witness. Um, let's say we're dealing with something like a homicide or whatnot, or you can't identify yourself. So any information that you provide, whether it's through the phone or whether it's through web, um, there can't be information in there that will identify you or we call it be a risk where the anonymity or your identity would be known. So we're very, um, as you provide that information, a call taker will, will uh, take it at no point is a call recorded. Um, you don't have to provide any um, information, your name, your address, phone number, things of that nature. So more or less, tips, and, and we didn't speak of this earlier, but tips or the information that you provide is meant to be a lead. So here you are, Axel, you have some you know, valued information. You decide to call into our call taker. They take that information. That information now gets... Um, sent on to us here. If it meets the criteria for our jurisdiction here at Toronto, that information gets sent off um, to our office. So myself, Sean, or Daniela, we would take a look at this information coming in, say, okay, this is good. You know what? No, there's some risk factors here. If there are risk factors identified, we would you know, create a, a dialogue with you to say you've indicated this, that, and the other. We have some concerns before sending this to an investigator. Could you please clarify that you are not at risk for providing this just information? To make sure. I just want to make right? sure because you don't know me. That's right. <laughs> you don't know me. You know? I just want to make sure exactly how does that get filtered down because I'm sure you get so many calls and emails and things like that. That's right. So there is a process and we want to make sure uh, because let's face it, at the end of the day, we're trusting members of the public that they will not misuse the platform Absolutely. and inundate us. I mean, there's only a certain amount of, uh, of us here that are here. And especially if information is, is so-called valued, we want to make sure that it's correct, precise, before we pass that on to an investigative team um, to take a look at. As we vet that information, we go through the criteria, um, we pass that information all on to an investigator. And we have to remember that 
information coming in through the Crime Stoppers platform or protocol, it, it's it's meant to be a lead. Um, the investigator, when, once they get that information, it's for them to take it and now corroborate the information. So whatever is corroborated, that becomes evidence. That becomes what they utilize um, in court. So we, you know, we, we take the time, the information as it comes in. Um, again, the biggest piece is that we hope that members of the community, um, in some instances, we see information where individuals are venting, they're upset, um, and we have to take the time to sanitize that. I, I call um, what we do within the office, it's like we're a, a mini communication center. You know, information may come in, whether it's good or whether it's frivolous, we have to take the time um, to sanitize our information and validate and corroborate it before it's, uh, it's sent off. Do you do any preemptive things, I guess, to help in the sanitation process? Like, for example, do you uh, educate the community on what a good tip or lead sounds like? Absolutely. So, and, and these are opportunities. For example, when we go out in the community to do crime prevention initiatives, um, we would educate them through, you know, whether it's handing out pamphlets to them, whether it's in me engaging in a one-on-one conversation with members of of the community or, you know, um, it, it could be through presentations, virtual presentations online. Um, diff- there's uh, social media. We do have, um, I guess, uh, responses that we have when reporting a, an online tip that would lead you to, to, to say, you know what, here's the information that we're kind of looking for. Um, we ask you not to share any of this and anonymity is, is very, we take that very seriously. Um, you know, the, the, the life of someone, um, it, it, it I, I will not sacrifice someone's life for me solving or, or, or getting arrest. Um, if there's any jeopardy, um, to you, that information is not being moved from this office. Um, we take that very seriously. Um, you know, there's other, um, ways to get around that and, and engaging in the criteria and that conversation. We certainly process that, um, in, in, in that aspect. I'm sure, you know, any community members hearing this feels assured, you know, uh, and I, I like that you also started it young, you know, for the, the students, the kids that also maybe read Captain Canuck too. It's like, they're learning. I remember before, I forget what, what year it was, but there was that whole stop snitching movement. Um, and I feel like with Captain Canuck, you know, you're, you're just, you know, you're changing the, the way that's perceived, right? It's like, I want to tell people that something bad happened. And um, it just, it's a very, I guess, elegant way of doing it. And uh, I know the great thing about that is there's not, nothing sneaky about it. You're just there because you want to help. And, and that's amazing. Um, we also forgot about, uh, I believe we spoke about Uber as was also and one of your other partners. Can we talk about that? Yeah, for sure. So let me let me back up just a little bit because I, I had it, yeah. I had it in my list of things to talk about. And then you brought it up, Axel, about the you know, this the word snitch, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And and this is this is something that obviously, you know, crime stoppers is we want you to step forward and and in some cases put yourself in harm's way to a degree because, you know, um and and that whole snitch community or 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 whatnot. But let's let's dive into that real quick and and let's you know tear it apart, right? Um, so if you look up the word snitch in the Urban Dictionary, right, it's it's pretty much summarized or defined as a word that was created by criminals for criminals to tell another criminals, right? So when you dissect that, every single 
time they reference someone who's telling or someone who's being told on, they're referencing it as a criminal, right? Concerned community members are not criminals, right? They just want to be able to say, hey, listen, I have something going on in my community, whether it be gun violence, gang violence, um, domestic violence, whatever it is. And I just want to tell somebody because there needs to be an intervention before somebody gets hurt or killed, right? Or, or protect property or whatever it is. And, you know, the message that, that we need to get across, because it, it is a struggle, right? And, and going into some of the communities, they're like, yeah, I don't believe, I don't believe, you know, crime stoppers and snitch, you know, don't snitch and this and that. You're not a criminal. If you're a criminal, yeah, you don't want to call crime stoppers, right? Um, but you're not a criminal. You're a concerned community member. And that's the message through Captain Canuck, if you will, especially to the, uh, you know, the, the younger demographic is, if you can save somebody's life by simply calling crime stoppers, like you are truly a superhero, right? There's no value on, on, on how do you describe that feeling of knowing that you potentially save somebody's life or save somebody from being put in harm's way. So that's just my rant on, on, on what the word snitch is. Um, but going back to the Uber thing, and and again, you know, we have to um, kind of. Put, pat ourselves on the back because um, a few years ago um, we were developing a, a um, human trafficking campaign and during the process of understanding what the creative could look like and bringing members of the human trafficking team to the table they're the experts you know if we were to do a video or a poster campaign what does that look like because I don't know um, and during the process, we discovered that, um, you know, ride sharing apps are being used to transport victims of, of human trafficking around the city, around the province, you name it. So one of them obviously is Uber. And when we approached Uber, to be honest with you, my, my thought was going to be like, they're going to be like, yeah, we know it's happening, but we don't want to be a part of that. We don't want to tell the greater community that our, our, ride-sharing app is potentially being used for nefarious purposes because that's not good for your brand, right? Let's be very honest. To my surprise, they were like, let's meet, let's sit down, let's have a discussion. And they joined forces with us. And really, really quickly, that discussion led to, well, this, this has to go beyond Toronto. And how do we make that happen? And you know, we, we made introductions to Canadian Crime Stoppers as well as Crime Stoppers International. And six months after, you know, these discussions were taking place, that partnership was solidified in Amsterdam at the uh, the, the the international conference in The Hague, um, and Uber became a international supporter of Crime Stoppers. And what we started to do in Toronto, um, and we still do it to, well, not because of right now in COVID, but to this day, we go out and we work with the Uber law enforcement team, and we hold educational sessions with uh, their drivers, right? So Crime Stoppers in Toronto will go in, we'll talk about what Crime Stoppers is, and we'll talk, you know, scenarios like you, you, you mentioned earlier, Axel, and, and then all of a sudden hands start going up. And they're like, hey, so I saw this, what do you think that, that could be? And we're like, oh yeah, it's human trafficking, right? And then getting the drivers on side to be the eyes and the ears. They have about 5 million rides a year, right? So now if you look at that and you go, okay, if, if all these Uber drivers are out there and they're the eyes and the ears 
of the community and they're seeing and hearing things and only 10% of that gets reported, you're going to see a major impact on what I would call organized crime in the city of Toronto because it's, it's information that um, investigators need to maybe solve that piece of the puzzle because it's that little, little nugget that they've been waiting for to break a case wide open. And I think this is this is what what we saw with Uber and and the partnership and and you know we invite them out to ride programs every year and they hand out their swag and we have an educational moment with you know um, people that are going through a ride spot check and whatnot. But um, that's a a perfect example of a of a local idea that that went international. That is amazing. And I mean, I'm with you too, Sean. I did not think Uber would have, would have done that, you know, but. I personally think they need to do more marketing on the partnership there with Crime Stoppers because, um, you know, just to know if I'm choosing rideshare providers, just to know the fact that they support, you know, the organization of Crime Stoppers is, is massive because you're right. There's a lot, I've, and I've met many who have lived experience in human trafficking, and you know, you could only imagine what they go through. And the, this stuff helps, right? Five million rides, the amount of data, the collaboration is needed, and you know. Police can do so much. It's the community that really drives it home. So I think that's such a, a beautiful piece. And, you know, as we wrap up, um, if I wanted to ask you both, do you have any tips and tricks for the general public, you know, to keep in mind that will help you process when calling and reporting a crime? Is there anything you can give them some basics? Well, certainly, um, you know, you think of, of when a situation happens, um, you know, I would tell anyone reporting any incident. Number one, any information is valued information. Even if you think that it, um, you know, doesn't merit or it doesn't quantify or, or you don't think that it will lead to anything, you'd be very surprised. I, I mean, I've been a part of some, some pretty uh, major investigations where um, you, would, you would look at, at a little tidbit. It could be, you know, a scratch on a bumper um, that cracks the case. You know, um, so any information, be as descriptive as you can. Um, it's very hard in the moment. Um, I think it, it's really hard to be sort of controlled in a sense and, and really gather your thoughts. But the basics that we go through, so the who, what, when, where, why, and how, um, you know, you're describing, you know, if you have the information, uh, as much information as, as as possible in terms of who it is and, and name and and descriptions are key. Um, clothing, they start from outside and then you go in, you know, out the clothing descriptions, uh, vehicle information. Um, and what's important too for our investigators, and, and we have to think on the back end, the, 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 who's getting this information. So if it's known that, you know, these individuals or um, persons suspected of criminality, um, do they have any weapons? Um, we think about the other safety, you know, um, as much detail as you can provide, um, will any information is, 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 uh, important, but you know, just like you're writing a story, just like you're reading, whether it's you're reading a Toronto sun, the star, the globe and mail, they cover those basics, right. As you're writing a story, who, what, where, when, why, and how, um, if you put as much descriptive descriptors, um, in that content, then we can now take that information and act on it. And you really have to think about um, who's receiving it on the, on the other end. You know, we live in a, a world right now where we're utilizing social media. Um, you know, many years ago, um, that wasn't an issue. 
But, you know, if we have social media links that can, you know, uh, be attached to a, a person involved in, in criminality, that can speak volumes in terms of, of where it goes and, and open up uh, the case, um, so to speak, right? And I think for, for me, what I, would, what I would say to that is like echo what Mark said of when in doubt, just call, right? And let, let, our, let our call takers decide. And they know how to probe information out of you. They know proper questions to ask in order to jog your memory and help you along. But for me, you know, what, I, what I'll end with and cover is, is more of an encouragement to the listeners um, of why you should call Crime Stoppers. And when we look at the year of 2021, um, we had 7,102 tips called in or, or put into to Crime Stoppers through either calling or online. Um, 105 related uh, arrests were made, which is um, a 57% increase over the year prior. We had 780 charges laid as a result of the tips that came in. That's a 79% uh, increase over the prior year. And when we talk about record numbers, this is what I'm, what I'm referring to. Um, you know, we talk about, and you mentioned it earlier, Axel, of, you know, let's say I know something major. You know, how do I know I'm protected? And I think we would, we would all agree that, you know, anything to do with a firearm or a homicide is, you know, you're putting yourself out there, right? Um, 18 guns were recovered as, as a result of tips that were, that were called in. That's a 200% increase over the prior year. Um, when we talk about homicides, you know, we had eight homicides, you know, that, that in itself, you know, you look at a hundred percent increase. Um, 212% increase and, in, you know, it goes on and on and on and on and on. Right. Um, so for me, I want to end with encouragement of, you know, individuals in the community put themselves in harm's way to call crime stoppers and they're, they're trusting, right. To say, you know what, I'm believing what you guys are saying. So I'm going to put my, my trust in you. And we've never, never, ever in the history of crime stoppers here in Toronto anyways, have let, you know, a member of the community down by not protecting their identity. And I think the the last year in 2021 and the numbers and the, and the st uh, statistics that we're seeing should reinforce why you should call, you know, and, and make um, a report into Crime Stoppers if it's something that is affecting your community um, with a crime and, and let us, you know, and, and Mark and his team protect you in, 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 in vetting the tip so that investigators can do what they need to do. And, and like we've said a couple of times, maybe it's that last piece of the puzzle that solves that crime and makes your community safer for not only you, your family and friends, but for everybody else. If I could just comment in, in, in Crime Stoppers, you know, it's, it's such a, a unique place. Um, it really, um, you know, right from a, a simple theft to a major homicide or it covers information right throughout. It's right across the spectrum. And I mean, we talk about some of the metrics there, but, you know, we receive information too on, on missing persons, on persons uh, with a mental health crisis um, that we respond to. And, and I mentioned it before, you know, it may be a situ situation or scenario where someone's um, venting about, you know, an incident or, or, or whatnot. We try our best um, to provide a resource um, or, you know, we're a conduit, uh, to, to help members of the community. So it's not just looking at, um, the solvency of, of criminality per se, but it's a collective effort. Maybe there are other things going on. We can see different trends, different, uh, 
you know, we analyze the information um, to determine to say, you know what, there's some issues here. We pass that information on to, to our stakeholders. We pass that information on to, to our investigators to say, you know what, let's get this before it, it becomes a, a, a real issue. So it's really a great platform and it wouldn't, would not be a great platform if members of the community were not invested and our stakeholders and our sponsors. So thank you very much to see Toronto and, and all our supporters, including you and your team, Axel. Thank you. No, it's, I mean, just to, to close it up here, I think that's exactly it. You two are part of the community and it takes the community to want to be safe for the community. So everybody needs to do their part. Um, and that's the way, you know, you can keep your mom, your dad, your grandmother, you know, your sister, your friend walking home at night feeling safe because there are people that not just support Crime Stoppers, there are people like yourself that are the Crime Stoppers. So I, I, I want to thank you for everything that you do. And, um, you know, this is my big call out for all the big organizations that do listen to our podcast. Um, please partner with them. Please, you know, do what you can because uh, uh, the information that you may have or you can provide in resources, I think would be super helpful for Crime Stoppers and um, just want to see more relationships flourish. So Mark, Sean, thank you so much for being on the show. And this was 24 Shades of Blue. We're out. <laughs>